This week's episode of Millennial Mom is brought to you by Lisa Hinsberger Photography. Lisa Hinsberger Photography is focused on the details in every photo with the city of Chicago as a backdrop. If you're expecting, have a newborn, or need family photos that will last you a lifetime, find Lisa Hinsberger Photography on Instagram and Facebook at Lisa Hinsberger Photography. That's spelled L-I-S-A-H-I-N-S-B-E-R-G-E-R Photography. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Millennial Mom. Again, I just want to say thank you. I've received so much support, and our downloads are going through the roof, but help me get more by telling your friends who like to laugh about the trials and tribulations of being a parent and also like to enjoy all the amazing things about pop culture, and we have so much to get to today. I'm so excited. I'm going to start, as we do with every episode, with my week in reviews. The first thing I want to discuss is the weather. I know it was all over the news, like, Chicago is colder than Mars. Like, literally, that was, like, one of the statistics. I don't know what the fuck Mars feels like, but if it felt anything like Chicago did last Wednesday, I don't want to be there. And if I'm being truly honest, like I was just inside my 72 degree Fahrenheit home, which was super comfortable and amazing. But I did know a lot of people who people's heat was going down. The electricity was turning off. People were losing basic resources simply because our homes and our infrastructure is not set up to handle this kind of madness. So it was truly awful. For most people, their kids were out of school Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, which there's no worse nightmare. Now, my daycare where my kids go, they actually happen to be open on Wednesday and Thursday because they have uh, curbside drop-off, and they don't close for cold conditions. So I was so thankful for that because I'm sick of sending an email to my boss every day saying, Hey, by the way, my kids are going to be like screaming at each other in the background, fighting over Legos during our meeting. So I'll just be on mute the whole time. Thanks. So thank God I didn't really have to deal with that. I only had to deal with it last Monday. Um, but outside of that, we were able to get through most of all the horrible things with the polar vortex that came through until we got to Thursday night. So we were able to somehow come out Wednesday, negative 50 degree wind chills. Literally, I woke up and it was negative 21 degrees. I bundled up my children. I put them in the car. They were like, don't go outside. It's too dangerous. And I was like, get your ass outside. You're going to school because I'm sending you because I got stuff to do. Thursday, we make it through. And I am supposed to be leaving Friday to go to Green Bay for work. I know it's like such an exciting place. Honestly, I have no idea. No offense to anyone from Green Bay, but I have no idea how that place even has a professional sports team. There's literally nothing there. So here's how my trip went. First, I'm just sitting there on Thursday afternoon and I get a text message from United saying your flight's been canceled. Now it's about a three hour, three and a half hour drive to Green Bay, but like I don't play. Like, I'm flying. 
I want the points and I want the convenience. So I was going to fly there at 10 a.m. on Friday, land, go to my one hour meeting, get back on the plane, come home, live my life. Sounds like a dream. So Thursday afternoon comes, I get a text message from United saying, Hey, Crystal, I know you thought that you were getting out of the polar vortex just fine, but actually being united just per usual, we're going to really fuck up this Friday for you. So they ended up saying my flight was canceled. There's no other flights. There's no other airlines. My only option to get to my meeting is to drive. So I'm like, fine, whatever. I'll suck it up and just fucking drive all the way to goddamn Canada, basically. So I go on the United app and it says that, okay, you're going to fly from Green Bay to Chicago on Friday and from Chicago to Green Bay on Saturday. And I don't even know how these assholes think that makes any sense because how am I going to fly from Green Bay to Chicago without actually going there? Like, I was just like, this is madness. So then I go to cancel my ticket and it says, you will not be refunded. You have a non-refundable ticket. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, no way. Mommy don't play. So I get on the phone and I start just telling this lady, like, listen, you need to listen to what's up here. Like, explain to me how this ticket makes any goddamn sense. And she's like, oh no, you're right. We're sorry. It's been a mess. We've had, you know, 2000 cancellations at O'Hare. So I'll go ahead and refund your ticket. She's like, ask me my billing address. I'm like, I don't goddamn know. It's my corporate card. So anyways, I think eventually they refunded someone somewhere, but whatever off my back. And then I go onto the United app and my ticket's gone. I'm like, okay, cool. So then I decide in order to make sure like I'm well rested, I could kind of sleep in a little bit, get prepared and be there for my meeting. I'm just going to drive up the night before. So Thursday night, I'm going to drive up, have a leisurely morning planning, prepping, getting ready for my meeting, going to my meeting and then coming back. And then that way I don't have to drive the full like six to seven hours in one day. I get the kids, we feed them, and it's like 7.30 p.m., and I'm like, all right, guys, I'm going to peace out and start driving to Green Bay. And then I get all these weather.com alerts on my phone saying, no, no, it's going to be a snowstorm right now. Monday, there's a snowstorm. Wednesday, Thursday, polar vortex, and now it's going to snow again. And I'm supposed to be getting on the road, but I just ignore it. And I just get in my Scion, no four-wheel drive. Who needs four-wheel drive when you're driving to Canada? It's fine. So I get in the car, I start driving, and the roads are fucking horrible. Like, packed on snow, no one knows how to drive, no one's using turn signals, no one knows what lane is here, there, whatever. Everyone's just making a, a, a wild guess. Like, let's just guess and make sure we all come out alive. That's what was happening on 1994 going towards Wisconsin. So horrible road conditions. I'm going like 25, 30 miles an hour. Not going to hit that three, three and a half hour drive at all. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not going to get there till later. This is a goddamn nightmare. So I end up not getting to Green Bay until like midnight. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so fucking tired. And I know I have this meeting I have to go to tomorrow and I have to prep for it. So I just need to like relax and go to bed. But I'm kind of like on a lot of adrenaline because I stopped and I got a large Dr. Pepper which is the best drink that you could ever get from McDonald's because McDonald's has crack cocaine inside of their um, soda machines. And so that's what I do uh, when I need to get going on a road trip. So I was going on my Dr. Pepper and I didn't really know what I was going to do to calm myself down. So I just sat in bed. I started watching Top Chef and I eventually passed out at like 1 a.m. Then I randomly wake up 
and I look at my phone to see what time it is and it's 4 a.m. and I have all these text messages from my husband Ryan starting at 2 a.m. saying, oh my God, the fucking pipe bursts in our house. Now, for those of you who don't live in Chicago, what you need to know is that when it's negative a million degrees outside, you're supposed to turn all your water on because, you know, at that point it's like, fuck conserving water, forget it. We don't care about that. We don't want our pipes to burst. So we're just going to leave our water on all night in all of our sinks and open all the cabinets, whatever. I wasn't there to do that. Ryan maintains he did that, but I'm not 100% sure what happened. Anyways, a fucking pipe burst. There's water in my goddamn basement. I'm not there to help. I'm getting Snapchats. It looks like my husband, once again, like my daughter, hulking the goddamn wastebasket at hockey. He hulked the drywall off of the wall to reach the pipe as if he was suddenly going to get a plumber's license and be able to fix this problem on his own by entering the wall with his bare hands. Very ridiculous. I didn't know what to do. Do I go home? What? How do I help? Oh my God. So that was a whole um, $815 disaster. Again, I was going to talk about um, how expensive everything is to me and home disasters are like once a quarter, they'll get you. It's going to be an AC. It's going to be a heating problem. There's going to be a plumbing issue. Something's going to need to get repaired. Okay. That's going to be at least a thousand bucks at least. So there was ours. There's was ours for ours came early. (laughs) Hit us February 1st. Awesome. So we had that, but you know what? I keep being thankful. I have a roof over my head. I have a job. I have food in my stomach. I have a Dr. Pepper high happening. Like be thankful for what you have. And I just keep, keep thinking that. So then I wake up at 7am because my body literally will not let me sleep because my kids have damaged me so much over the last five years that even when I was in college and I was a master scheduler at picking my classes and I only had classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays after 11am and I was really good at doing that. And I couldn't even make it to my 11 a.m. classes because I was could not I physically could not get myself out of bed. Now I have a different problem. I cannot sleep past 7 a.m. for the life of me. I'm just up and I'm not even ready to go. My body is just like, no, you're a mom. Get your shit together. Get out of bed. And even when I go on vacation, I can't even enjoy it. So if anyone knows how to put me into a coma, I've been looking to get into one for a while. So please, some of your tips and tricks. I just got these new melatonin patches. I don't see any difference between these goddamn patches that I saw in a Facebook ad that I'm a sucker for every time and a regular melatonin that I get at Walgreens for like $5. So whatever. I wake up and I start getting dressed for my meeting and I realize that I'm a fucking idiot and I can't even pack for one person for one day. Even though I do kind of consider myself a master packer, I packed jeans with holes in them. Just holes like I look like I'm going to a rock concert, um, ready, bright and ready for my meeting. So then I have to go online and I'm Googling like department store because I have no idea what Green Bay even has. And of course, there's no department stores there. They have like one Macy's, but I'm not a huge Macy's fan. And they had a Kohl's. And I was like, these are my options. This is where we're at. Okay, I feel like I'm back in Nebraska, but even worse, this is horrible. I end up going to Kohl's and I really was fearful that I was going to get arrested because I fully looked like I was shoplifting because whatever I was buying, I was walking out of that store with. So I would try something on and be like, okay, this will work. And I would just keep it on. And then I would go past another section and I would find another pair of pants and I'd be like, oh no, these are better. And I would go back into the dressing room and I would change out of the shitty pants that I was wearing around the store as if I was going to buy them and then put the new pants on. And then my dirty old 
ripped jeans were just in the Kohl's weird shopping cart that looks like a child goes in it but it says a child doesn't go in it and then this happened again and then I ended up finding this uh, skirt for eight dollars which was actually really cute it was like wool great for the cold weather and everything Uh, so I ended up changing into that and the cashier literally goes where's your what pants did you wear in here and I'm like as if I just walked in with my underwear on like I just came in no pants just ready to score some bottoms. So I showed the lady, I'm like, here, look, these are my Joe's jeans. They're not going to work for my meeting. They have fucking holes in them. And I need to buy this $8 skirt because that's a budget I'm working on when I have $800 pipes busting in my goddamn wall. So I ended up going to my meeting. The meeting overall was pretty fine, but I do have to say something about my job that I feel like a lot of people don't talk about, which is being a not hideous person that works in technology that also happens to have a vagina really puts you at a disadvantage. Sometimes people look at me a certain way and I think people immediately just think I'm an idiot. Like she's blonde, she's not ugly as sin. And so we don't really trust what she has to say. And all of my coworkers are male. So a lot of times I'm with other members of my teams and these people literally won't make eye contact with me. And I'm like, I drove in a fucking snowstorm. I wasn't there to help him fucking pipe burst in my wall. I had to go to Kohl's, which I hate more than anything, and buy an $8 skirt just to come here for you to not even look me in the eyes. So if you're a guy out there and you ever deal with vendors, you should really look people in the eyes, shake their hands and be nice to them because you never know how many pipes might have burst in their walls the night before. And they are there specifically for you when they should be with their families dealing with flooded basements, okay? And you don't have to be a dick just because she has a vagina. Because I do feel like a lot of times I'm treated differently simply because I'm a girl and I'm not trying to be like all me too right now, but truly it's happened to me a million times and I have a trillion stories, but this was not the day to fuck with me. You know what I mean? I get in my car, I drive back and I get stuck in traffic in Milwaukee. I don't get home until like 8 PM. So overall it was like a 24 hour work day, honestly. And it was, uh, quite horrible. And it had nothing even to do with my kids. You know, I put that on myself. That was on me. The next thing I wanted to talk about was, um, Saturday. So Saturday, my husband had wrestling. I took Sloan to dance. Brady had hockey per usual. I feel like I live in that goddamn hockey rink. My husband came home, his friend came over and my brother-in-law and his girlfriend. And we decided that we were going to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings is a genius place to take your children. One, because you can drink. Two, it's literally within walking distance of my house. And three, because they have those tablets that just keep kids going. How my parents took me anywhere to go when I was like three years old is beyond me because I don't know how children stay quiet. My children require one frozen Mickey Mouse Clubhouse ninjago something or other to get through a dinner without an outburst uh running away uh threatening to off themselves by pummeling their bodies over the side of their high chair so i want to say thank you buffalo wild wings for providing uh such entertainment for my children it allowed me to have one and a half tall beers and what I like to call a Christmas shot, which is half rum chata and half fireball. So I digress. It was a nice way for me to unwind and chat with other adults 
which I sincerely appreciate from time to time. Oh, and one other thing I want to mention. So as I was walking into Buffalo Wild Wings, we scored a great parking spot. Never happens. We're always at the goddamn end, like we're going to a different store. But Buffalo Wild Wings is right next to Marshall's. And honestly, I really love Marshall's. I go there quite often. Uh, I find a lot of good gifts there. I'm obsessed with it. Plus, it's brand new, so... I love a new store. So anyways, I'm getting out of my car and some fucking asshole had one bag and he was like, I'm going to say he was like maybe between 28 and 34. I'm really bad at telling people's ages, but he looked to be a millennial. Let's just say that. And he had one bag. What he bought at Marshall's, I'll never know, but it all was contained within one bag. And he decided that he was going to push his bag in the Marshall's cart out to the parking lot, but not even to his car. Or the first parking spot, which was a handicapped parking spot. And they don't have like the little uh, cart corrals there because, I mean, you should be able to like get your throw pillow and walk it to your car by your own goddamn self. Um, And so anyways, he takes his cart out of the store, parks it in the handicapped parking spot. And I am at an age where I just don't give a fuck anymore. And if you're an asshole, I'm going to let you know it. So I looked at him and I said, are you just going to leave that there? And he goes, what? Like he was so shocked that I was saying anything. And I said, are you just going to leave your cart there? And he just looked at me like he was so shocked and bewildered. And he just took his gaze away from me and swiftly walked away. And I go, okay, you're a lazy asshole. And I just felt a lot better after that. So I really was like starting my Buffalo Wild Wings mission off on the right foot felt really good about it. And also if you're the person that just leaves your car in the middle of the goddamn parking lot, you're the worst. Also, you're double the worst if you leave it in a handicap spot because somebody who probably uses a cane needs to get to Marshall's to get their discount goods. Okay. That was everything I wanted to cover for my weekend review. And I want to move on to hot topics and it is 10 PM central standard time, February Fourth, and I just got breaking news that Andy Cohen had his baby. I'm sure we'll hear about it for a long time. Let's just say I hope it's cute. If it's like Andy, it's going to be rich. Obvi. Oh my gosh, wait, here's the baby picture. This is my son, Bravo Andy writes, Benjamin Allen Cohen. He's nine pounds, two ounces. Oh my God, nine pounds, two ounces, 20 inches. He's fucking huge. And he was born at 6.35 p.m. He is named after Andy's grandfather, Ben. He's in love and speechless and eternally grateful for an incredible surrogate. I'm a dad. Wow. I really want to know more about the egg donor. Like, was it, uh, is it a known egg donor or did he just go and pick the prettiest, smartest egg he could find? Please provide more details. If you know those answers, please email me and let me know those. Millennialmompod at gmail.com. Thanks. Okay, so moving on to my next uh, hot topic, which is so Jay Wow, Jenny Farley from Jersey Shore had a huge breakdown on Instagram. And when I say breakdown, I don't mean she was having like a mental breakdown. I mean, she was breaking down the facts. So a while ago, like a couple weeks ago, Roger, her husband had posted all these crazy selfie videos about how Jenny called the cops on him and all these accusations about how horrible she was being to him and the things she was accusing him of and how he's just such a great dad. And all these people were in all the Facebook groups saying, Oh, poor Roger. And I'm just like, no way, because she got granted a temporary 
restraining order on him like immediately. And let me just say, I have tried to get one of those one time and I was denied it. And that's when someone tried to literally run me over with their truck. That's for another day. And that was a long time ago, but I couldn't get (laughs) a restraining order. So you need to have some really good evidence and information to back up your claims So the fact that that was granted to her, I was like, no, Roger is legit, has to be a piece of shit. That's the only explanation for what's going on. Well, Jenny came back this week on Instagram. It was like the longest thing I've read in a long time because I truly don't have a lot of time to read. I listen to podcasts and watch TV because I can multitask when I do those things. You cannot multitask when you read. So reading isn't really on the table for me. One time I was at this sales dinner and this industry guy was there and he's like, Crystal, what book are you reading? And I literally said to a group of industry people, I said, good night moon, because that's the truth. That's what I'm reading. Okay. So don't ask me questions about the fucking books I'm reading because the answer is good night moon. Good night, moon, and chicka chicka boom boom. All right, that's all I got. Anyways, so I did make time to read Jay Wow's description of everything that she had to say, and she brought the receipts, and I appreciated that. It was super disturbing. Roger's truly a piece of shit. That's my stance on it. There was a video she released on there of him shoving her or pushing doing something I don't know what it looked terrifying and I don't know how she lived in that home and then he was accusing her of throwing a vacuum cleaner towards him and her son and I'm like uh if you would treat me the way you treat her you'd have a fucking vacuum cleaner in your goddamn head okay you're lucky she threw it on the floor and not at your fucking head and he's over here saying like she's putting her son in danger like um no So that was super depressing and super disturbing thoughts to Wow because she's pretty awesome. Okay. And then the most obvious thing that happened this week that qualifies as a hot topic is the Super Bowl. So Super Bowl parties are so much different for me now than they were five or six years ago, because now it's just a fucking free for all for children. It's like, how do I find the balance of like drinking beer, listening to commercials and enjoying the company of my friends while also making sure that my kids aren't hurting themselves in the bounce house that my friends have for their kids. Because we went over to our friend's house, there was a bounce house set up. It's super awesome for the kids to all run around. But when my son gets into an environment like that, he starts acting like he just snorted Adderall. He is going 100 miles an hour. He's not stopping. It's very intense. It's a lot of yelling. It's Brady, you're in timeout because he's being reckless. He's running people over. He's he's shoving people's fingers and doors. And of course this is all on accident. It's just that he's bigger than all the other kids that he's around at these parties. Cause our friends, kids are a little bit younger than Brady. Brady's the first and the oldest in the group and the most special, if I must say, but he gets going and he doesn't understand that he's bigger, faster, stronger, taller than them. And he just ends up, you know, smashing people's fingers, pushing them over. And it's just, Oh my God. I, it's just like, can you just sit down and watch Adam Levine's nipples? Like that's what I want you to do right now. I don't want you over there slamming the door. That'd be great. Thanks. Because like there's other adults here too. And I feel like people are like judging me. Like, are they like, oh my God, Brady is such a nightmare. Or are they like, oh my God, Crystal's the nightmare. She's just like yelling at this kid and making him go in timeout. I don't know. I don't know what the balance is. Let me know what your tricks are because I truly haven't figured it out. I haven't figured out how to enjoy a holiday, a, uh, kids birthday party. I don't think I'll ever enjoy those unless they're my own that I'm throwing, which I love to throw a kids birthday party. More on that later. 
So yeah, I, I struggle with that. My Super Bowl party experience was there were two new babies there. So I was just like smelling babies' heads, which I love to do. A brand new baby's head with that little furry, that little furry head. Oh my God, obsessed. So I was just sniffing babies and drinking beer and downing finger foods. And I love a finger food. I like a dip. I like hot sauce. And they also had pasta. And I could eat pasta seven days a week. So it was a great food mix, which I was so thankful for. So besides my kids making it the opposite of fun, the game itself, like I wasn't really paying attention the whole time. Everyone kept saying it was boring and it was only like three to three, but my husband did win three of the four quarters of squares. So I don't care about the outcome. We did win some money. So for that, I am very thankful. But I have no idea what happened in the game. And it seemed to be very low scoring. And I wasn't getting the exciting Tom Brady butt chin moments that I'm used to. So I would say it was pretty dull from the playing aspect, even though I only watched like maybe 2% of the entire game. I did try to watch some of the commercials. And of course, I saw the SJP Jeff Bridges commercial. And it was fire and so good. And I love the metaphor. And anything that's a callback to Sex in the City is 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 a commercial for me. I don't even care what they're advertising. I'm already a Stella drinker, but now I'm I'm multiplying it. I'm a I'm gonna drink Stella every time. You know? Just because if SJP does and I do too. That's how I live my life. That's how I make my decisions. Judge me. So those are the hot topics. I want to move into the self-care section, which you all know that I consider TV to be self-care. Okay, so I want to talk about Vanderpump Rules. What I hate is this whole Ariana and Tom thing about having a baby. I do think it's annoying that people are constantly asking her, like, are you going to have a baby? Do you want to have a baby? When are you going to be a mom? Your eggs are getting stale. Like, duh, she already fucking knows that because society keeps telling us how old our goddamn eggs are and how, like, crusty they are. We already know that. We don't need like outsiders telling us that. That being said, I do think Tom and Ariana need to have this conversation because I do think Tom would be a good dad and he seems to be really interested into the possibility of being a dad. And I would really hate as a mother myself to not have somebody that wants that experience being a parent because it's the best thing ever, even though it's the worst thing ever. You know what I mean? (sighs) That I hate. Also, Ariana does this thing. She did this last season where she was like, I'm embarrassed in my vagina or something. It was like the weirdest storyline ever. And we're like, okay, you're reaching. Like you're reaching for vagina uh, sadness, sad vagina storylines. And now it's sad bisexual storylines. And it's just like, we don't care that you're bisexual. Like it's, it's literally not relevant because you're with Tom and I want to know more about your relationship with Tom and like, where is this going? Are you guys going to buy a house? Like I want to see what's happening there. I don't really care about this bisexual thing. It, it seems like a reach for another weird storyline about her sad vagina. I do love Lala when she had that scene, when she was with James and what's her face, she was like, sorry for calling you a twat. You're welcome. I was like, wow, I want to be more like Lala. So that's my goal for the week is to be a little bit more like Lala in my life. Hopefully I can achieve that. Also, when James was choking on the cigar, I could not stop laughing. That whole boys lunch cigar blowjob shot scene was amazing because James was just being a damn fool and I could not stop laughing at him. And Jax is like, what the hell is this kid's problem? Like, what the fuck? I've said it before. I'll say it again. They're some of the hardest working people in reality television. I don't know why they're not winning Emmys because they're fucking killing it and it's amazing. 
Also, James was talking about some sort of handstand trick that Lala does in the sack. And I guess I need to start Googling something because I'm like, what is this sexual handstand? Like I've never even heard of this, seen this. And then I was like, wow, am I a loser? Like once again, it's one of those situations where it's like, oh, is everybody dancing on tables at baby showers? Or is this like just selective for these people? Is everyone having sex while they're doing a handstand or is that just la la? And like, also what are the logistics of that? How is the, the blood is rushing to your head? Like what, who's standing? Like how are we entering? Like what? I have so many questions about it and I would like that to be explored and answered. Or if you know more about it, please reach out. Tell me I need to know. Otherwise I'm gonna have to Google it. And that's going to be a weird uh, search, a weird history on my Safari on my phone, but I'm willing to do it. The next TV show that I'm so obsessed with right now is Celebrity Big Brother. It gets me going. I cannot stop laughing. I want to watch every single minute of it. It's so good. I do feel like ah, I want to sign up for that CBS All Access, even though it costs money and I already pay $180 for Xfinity and I have Hulu and I have Netflix. I might need a spring for the CBS All Access because I feel like I'm missing things between episodes and I'm just like jonesing like an addict. Like I'm like, I need Celebrity Brother. I need to see the power of veto. I need to see what's happening with the alliances. How do we go from being friendly with Joey in the bedroom to voting him out? Like what's happening? So good. Now Tamar got in a fight with Kato last week and Kato put Tamar on the block and he said that he was putting her on the block. Now, I don't remember the exact words, but Tamar took his words as being something to the effect of, I want, I put you up here so you could go home and be with your son. And she took offense to that saying, just because I'm a mother and I talk about being obsessed with my son doesn't mean I'm getting sent home because at the end of the day, I'm here working, trying to get a quarter million dollars is basically what she was saying, but not saying that, but saying that. And I I'm right there with her. Like, I feel like people are always telling women like, no, you're a mom. You should go home. You should do this. It's so fucking annoying. It's just another thing that men do to chicks in work situations. That's bullshit. And so I turned on Kato last week. I said, Kato and Tom Green were my favorites. Not anymore. I am team Tamar and team Lolo. I've changed and I'm a woman. I can do that. It's my prerogative. It's my prerogative. Oh, can we also talk about Dina in the Power of Veto contest was fucking hilarious. It was one of those contests where even if you don't watch it, I'm sorry, but they do this thing where they like twist around a bunch of times, like a more professional version of putting your head on the baseball bat and twisting around it. You have to do that 15 times. She was stumbling all over the place. It's the funniest goddamn shit I've ever seen. If you're not watching it, go watch it. Start from episode one. Get it going. I want to talk next about Jersey Shore or not Jersey, (laughs) not Jersey Shore. Those people are refined. I want to talk about the real housewives in New Jersey, the unrefined people in New Jersey who are completely insane and are smashing actual goblets and ready to shank people with broken glass. And it's amazing. And Jennifer, I cannot stand her. I don't, I don't like her outfits. Her style is fucking horrible. She's like wearing these weird leggings under a dress to sit on a camel. I don't know what her deal is. She has horrible taste in fashion, although she says she has the best. It's awful. She's also a monster, so can't stand her, but she's making great television. So if you're going to threaten to shank someone with a broken goblet, I'm into it. It's so good. And Margaret is so insane, and her one-liners are beautiful. And she's like, yeah, what about your husband's girlfriend? And she's like, I don't know anything about that. I just totally made that up. (laughs) Respect. 
<laughs> and at least she admitted that. Hilarious. Another fucking garbage show that I watch is Love After Lockup. It's absolute trash, but you need to watch every single second of the show. It is insane. I don't know how these people that are on the outside find these people that are on the inside and I just can't even begin explaining it. You just need to go and watch it. But there's this one guy named Clint and Clint seems like he might be a little slow or something. He's like really emotional in the latest episodes and his wife is Tracy, I think is her name. But anyways, he calls her his goddess. They might have a lot of problems and she might have a crack addiction, but they have one thing that a lot of people don't have. And that's that he refers to her as his goddess constantly. He leaves voicemails for her. Hi, my goddess. I'm sorry. Nobody's ever called and told me that. Not even the people that try to run me over with their trucks. No one's ever called me a fucking goddess. So I would like to... Uh, petition for someone to call me a goddess. It could be Brady. I don't care. That's everything that I, I'm covering this week in terms of TV self-care. The next is I want to do a podcast recommendation. I didn't do one last week, but one of my favorite podcasts is Juicy Scoop. I'm a big Heather McDonald fan. I think she's really funny. I really relate to her. She's hysterical and I love her comedy and her podcast cracks me up. Um, so, you know, if haters going to hate, haters going to hate, but I really like that podcast. So there you go. And then lastly, in the beauty section of self-care after it's been, let's see, November, December, it's been three months since I got my hair done. And I'm just going to tell you right now, I have platinum blonde hair and I am always trying to achieve like ultimate Elsa hair, just so blonde and bright. And so having four inch roots coming out of your head is real homely looking so that's what I've been looking like lately and so finally I was able to get in my appointment to get rescheduled like five times which is super annoying but they were amazing and they gave me 20% off my service which was so great I always have the best conversations I go specifically to the same girl every time her name is Emily she's hilarious she listens to me like talk and complain and you know how they say like your bartender and your hairstylist know the most like she does so I was talking to Emily Emily is like very into the same topics I am she knows all the housewives she does Vanderpump rule she does it all and so we were having the best conversation about all of this and then I feel like I've been going to her for a while for my hair. And then she just sprang it on me that she has a 90 day fiance, which happens to be another show that I'm fucking obsessed with. And she just sprang this on me. And I'm like, Emily, I've been coming to you and you didn't even tell me this. I'm like, I love this storyline for you. Tell me everything. So then we became friends on Facebook, which I felt like was a long time coming. It should have happened a while ago, but she showed me her smoking hot hubby. And I was like, wow, I need to get her on the show. Although they're not 90 day fiance. It's been a long time, but anyways, I'm obsessed. She's the best. And it was so great to go and see her. And then the, to top it off, when I came home, I said, Brady, do you like my hair? And he goes, yeah, it's white. And I was like, yes, goal achieved. All right, guys. So that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening in. Please go and give me five stars on the podcast app and in iTunes. Write me a review. Send me emails. I want to hear your funny stories. Um, again, I want to hear from you guys. So definitely email me. It's millennialmompod at gmail.com. Also follow me on Instagram and Facebook at millennialmompod. And thanks again. I look forward to next week. Bye. Bye.